six-pack double feature presents Pick 6, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Horror, sci-fi, crappy sequels, all the titles you know and love, plus beer. Tell us your picks, guys. Having them on a burger seems weird weird for you. It seems French. (laughs) I don't know. Because usually if you... (laughs) Mushrooms... That's too fucking fancy for me. It's weird, dude. Mushrooms are like... Dirty. I don't know. I I get it. Canned though, they're I don't know. They're they're like in that brine, uh, and they're kind of pickled. Canned is canned is the last form of mushroom we're going to have. Usually, we usually yeah, have them I'm, fresh and we cook them down. I'm weird in that regard. I only like canned mushrooms. Like Jamie gets the fresh like portobellos and puts it on her pizza, right? And then it's just gross as fuck to me. <laughs> but then in two days, when I'm out of my leftover pizza, I will eat her pizza, <laughs> and it's okay by then. But I don't know because if, they've dried out a little yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't know. Now I will take mushrooms too sometimes and right. like, um, like chop them up really fine, right? And mix them with stuff and like do stuffed peppers, mm-hmm. mix them with breadcrumbs and some stuff. I've done that, but outside of that, I only put mushrooms on pizza, uh, which is what I eat on Friday nights when I watch Friday night movies, <laughs> which is what we're talking about today. <laughs> Welcome in, gang. Caps and stems with Nathan and Trav. <laughs> I hate the stems. They're they're gross. I guess if they've been marinating in a can long enough, they're all soft and but they're kind of they've been in my pockets they're and they're s- all warm and soft. <laughs> like a gummy bear. I'm willing to bet Nathan your definition of Friday night movies differs from mine. I'll bet your list differs from mine too, but uh, Okay, you define how you look at a Friday night movie and then I'm going to give kind of my definition of a Friday night movie and then we'll go from there. I've got it right here. Friday night movies, usually a rental, cheaper, an R-rated horror romp or a raunchy sex comedy. I mean, they could be bigger name movies, but they're usually low budget. Hearty. So there you have it. That's my definition. It's almost synchronized. Yeah. I looked at Friday night movies as... I kind of look at it more like I'm still a kid in, in many ways. Because Same. Like you've just had five long-ass days of school. Yes. The weekend doesn't look like it's ever going to end because Friday night is always the best. Friday night, this anticipation. Dude. Yeah, you anticipation. Right. Um, I looked at it like I'm 12. My parents are going away like overnight. They're letting me stay home by myself. Rad. They pick me up from school. They drop – I drop me off. They take me to like Blockbuster or the vid- local video store uh-huh. and you get to pick out a couple of movies that uh-huh. you're going to watch that night. Yep. My definition of a Friday night movie though is more or less either crazy comedy or like blockbuster action kind of movie. Okay. Uh, I kind of put down, I was like, I want to have some fun. I want to kick some ass with some mindless action and adventure. It's got to have good adventure for me for a Friday for a Friday night movie. Okay. I can watch these any time, but, I've got, you know, but they... We might cross paths here. I don't know. We, we might pause for response. So some of these movies on this list, well, at least one, the first one I'm looking at, we've talked about. Others, excuse me, others in the franchise, but for some reason, this movie, it's a Friday night movie for me. So anyway, what beer are you drinking today? It's Budweiser. Budweiser. When you say Budweiser. You've said it all. Friend of the show, Bradley Burkhalter, uh, gifted us with this uh, delicious 24-pack of uh, Bud Heavy. So cheers to you, Sir Bradley. I know there's only 12 left. Shut up. <laughs> we played D&D last night. There's way more than 12 left. Okay, 18. I, I drank, yeah, I probably drank nine. 
Jamie was watching Pretty Woman out in the front room, and I just said I, I can't go back out there. That's the dumbest fucking movie. I stayed out. I stayed back here and dicked around. What's your picks? What's your six? What's your number six? Kick up. Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Like I told my last wife, I says, honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. I can't fucking believe it took me until he started talking <laughs> to get that. That's a callback. S1E1. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, big trouble in little China. Uh, that is a great Friday night movie. It is a great Friday night movie. I mean, we haven't really talked about it much for about f- four years now. It's the epitome of a great Friday night movie. It's the perfect action adventure kung fu ghost story monster movie. <laughs> and I, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing it doesn't have is tits. Look, it has laughs. It has scares. It has high-flying action adventure. It's also fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of breaks the mold to me. You ticked me. all my boxes, Chester. <laughs> the check is in the mail. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's a really good Friday night movie. That so one. where you grew up, a lot of people. Or at least more. More than the 4,000 where I grew up. So right, okay. Sometimes you'd go to pick up old Jack Burton and the fucking movie would be, they only had like two copies of it. Yeah. And it wouldn't be Worst there all- scenario, one copy. Yeah. But we had... We had Marsh was a supermarket where we could rent videos. Later, there was Dave's video. They right. had a bunch. There was Meek's, and then there was B's video. And later, there was a couple others. So we had typically around four or five where we could rent. So if you really wanted a fucking movie and it wasn't... You would go to the next one. You try to, yeah. Yeah, I get that because I remember like the first video store was uh, that I really remember going to, the video rental store. It was like on the down, really close to the downtown square um and yeah. and there were the ones that also had the little uh hideaway porno the zone, porn curtain the porn curtain um <laughs> was it a curtain or was it like ours saloon, were like or saloon doors it may have been saloon doors ours were raunchy like you know that Fiona Apple video where they're all in the basement fucking <laughs> yeah. it, it looked like the door to that basement <laughs> they all looked like like weird sex that no one would ever understand right and so there. it had that but it had all of the movies but they had the little hook with a tag. Yeah, and you had to take it you up. You had there. to take the tag yeah. up. Yeah. And you are any movie you were hoping to get, you were hoping that little tag was still hanging there and you're like, Yeah. Oh, damn. And if it wasn't here's And was, Big Trouble it was, was disappointment. Often, Big Trouble was often the one that wasn't. was not there. Yeah. yeah. Um my pick six, my six, why do I keep saying that? My my number six <laughs> yeah, is a movie about Fridays as well. Uh, it's Friday the thirteenth, the final chapter. Which is part four. If you, I, it's not chapter eight or at this, ten. Yeah, or... at this point, it's at this point, it's part four. Um, they all, unless you really drill down on it. This is the Corey Feldman one, the right? First one, the yeah. first one. Unless you really drill down on this, they all take place on a Friday, theoretically. Um, but the vibe of this one is just a little more. I don't know. This is the kind I would I would watch on like a Friday night. You don't. I, they're all really meant to be. You can unplug and watch them. There's no overarching. We talked about this ad nauseum, right? In our part three there's, episode, but. there's an overarching, but it doesn't matter. But the I think what makes it a, a Friday night movie for me is 
oftentimes it would just be on, like especially on cable. Um, but it's got a party vibe to it because the mother and the daughter and Corey Feldog live in the house, and right. then there's like the rental house next door that Crispin Glover and and his friends fucking they rent out for the weekend to uh, smoke have, weed, and smoke have sex. weed, watch porn, have sex, and do alcohol. <laughs> I, I and that. what screams Friday night more than that? Do al- doing alcohol? <laughs> Are you on email? <laughs> do you do you want an alcohol? Um, it's actually it's probably my third favorite. In the uh, first is part no, three, no. right? First is part three. Then it's Jason goes to hell. Then it's Jason lives. Then it's this one. So this is my fourth favorite out of the eight movies. <laughs> Dead center Feld dog. So it's not in order. I mean, dude, favorites. you got Corey Feldman and Crispin Glover. Fuck man, that's a weird cookie right there. That's Crispin a Crispin Glover was in yeah the final chapter, and he was real weird in it. Real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna move my pop filter because I keep hitting it. But uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, it's just. No, and I, I get where you're coming from because my friend Kevin, uh, uh, mm. not our refrigerator, but sure. uh, other friend of the show, I work with him. He lives out in California. And I asked him uh, on Thursday because I was off on Friday, but I was like, uh, what do you, what would you constitute as like a Friday night movie? And he's more kind of in your camp with the kind of cheesy horror in in many ways. At least that's what he always gravitated towards when he was a kid at – uh, as, blockbuster or whatever. Yeah, as you were as you were talking, I thought of he's forty one, so he's okay, like in, okay, a little bit closer in your age range than me. The other reason so. you would get these kind of movies on Friday is because your parents would also be gassed out from the week, <laughs> and they just a lot of times didn't fucking care. Like, just go, mom, can we get a movie on the way home, please? Can we get a can we get a tape? Back then it was fucking yeah, tapes. Correct. Can we get a tape? Uh, yeah, fine. God, shut the fuck up, and go. You got five minutes. Go in, get something, and come back out. And you, they kind of didn't care, right? There's a good chance that they would go to bed. Sure. Yeah. And then if depending on what it was, you wait for them to go to bed. But <laughs> dig this, kids. A lot of times back in the 80s, the parents would just dump you off at the playground or let you rent a movie and didn't really police it. So it was a yeah. rad it was a rad fucking time to grow up. <laughs> and you could easily you could put uh you could pass like You also didn't have a ton of different avenues of entertainment where you're thrown everything now like you can not watch yet. whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Exactly. So Friday night, Friday the thirteenth, the final chapter, which is part four. That is my number six. What is your number five, sir? Do you know how to use that thing? Yes. The pointy end goes into the other man. The fuck is that? You ever seen the Mask of Zorro? Is that Antonio Banderas? No. No. Oh, is that the, how many did he do? He did two. The only good one is the first one. And this is that that one. I, I have down here. Director Martin Campbell has directed many films, but he has three under his belt that I consider like classics. I think I might have seen two his... Bond movies: GoldenEye, Casino Royale, and The Mask of Zorro. And that's the first one. And The Mask of Zorro is the first one. It's ninety-eight. I think I that's may where have everyone seen it. got their first glimpse at Catherine Zeta-Jones. I can't. Who was the butler? Who was the butler? Who was the one that said, you know how to use that thing? In the, okay, I thought it was Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 it's, yeah. it's 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 19th century Mexican Batman is what yeah, Zorro is. It is. Uh, we hadn't quite reached the swashbuckling era of the early 2000s just yet where Pirates of the Caribbean. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. And so somehow he was able to we get we were able to get this like really wonderful action adventure um movie with Antonio Banderas as Zorro. And so we get a revenge story, we get a bit of a love story. Um 
we get a new guard replacing the old guard and it's just all perfectly seasoned with a really good level of humor that you don't get with most of those type of movies that make it a little more enjoyable. Not nowadays, no. And like I said before, I would not recommend the second one. It's not as funny. They they couldn't capture lightning in a bottle twice. It's hard with to do. this one. And so next time I come out, if I remember, I'll grab it and just one night. It, you'll really, I think you'd really enjoy it. I swear I saw it at the drive-in or something. I don't. I don't have any fucking recollection rec- of it. I no. Oh, I would have told you it was so, Salma Hayek because because there's just great chemistry between Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta Jones, and yeah. there's just really good banter and there's really good sword fighting and kind of action adventure. It's just for me that would be a is it really sort of good. Is it sort of one of those like what could have been like they could have done like a three? Yeah, they could have been. Unfortunately, they did two. They waited too long to make the second one and who, they just couldn't do it. Who did the second one? I think it was still Martin Campbell. Okay, okay, that's just. Big old paycheck. Yeah, I guess. The paycheck of Zorro. Okay, so... How many ma- pesos? My number five, again, um, any m- movie in this series would work, and I definitely wore all of them out, but I'm going to go with the original Police Academy. Yeah, I can see that. That's a straight-up Friday night movie. It's, Is that the only one that's R? Uh, Maybe the second one was, but I know the first one the, I think the was The first R. one definitely is, because there's... Uh, Boobs? Yeah, there's boobs in a lot of them, but uh, 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 one of the asshole cops calls Hooks. The lady with the voice like this? Right. He calls her a, a wildly inappropriate, horrible racial slur. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's boobs in it. And, you know, it's got a little bit of action. Um, the early 80s rapey sex comedy. It's I not rapey. The rapey sex comedy. It's not really rapey, but it's it's definitely. Sexual assaulty. It's not gonna. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's harassy, pred- predatory, harassy. Which none of that is funny. Don't don't no. don't get us. The, don't take us the wrong way. But it's definitely not gonna get made today. No. It would get made today in like a ironic way, the same way Twenty One Jump Street was. Right. There's a lot of them. I've only seen like yeah. There's maybe seven. Three. There's seven of them, dude. I've probably seen three. Did at um, one point didn't. Even Steve Gutenberg check out. <laughs> yeah, he 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 made it through four. Okay, and I know I've seen. Like I would three love. Of them to, I would love to talk about Police Academy four at some point because it is a fucking disaster. Like the behind the scenes of it is a disaster, which is what caused Gutenberg to leave. Okay. But like evidently, not to talk about part four instead of Police Academy four is probably my favorite one because it's just a f- it's so horrible. <laughs> and Senator Johnson, I know you love it too. Uh, so there's your shout out. Um, the director left like halfway through. So they would just show up and kind of just do improv shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's why it's the Bobcat Goldthwait show. Okay. And if you can stand him, it's it's in that regard, it's with that movie though. The, with the first film, the, the first that, film is it's it's actually good. It's got a plot and it's it's a good little raunchy always, 80s comedy. And uh, the it's only the, the biggest scene that always stands out in my head still is the uh, is it the Blue Oyster? Is that the name of the the gay club? Yes. <laughs> Remember the music? <laughs> yeah. Everybody is. Uh, they always send bondage. It's like you're gay. Oh, you you must wear bondage. Yeah, I think that's Leather, necessarily Leatherman. always a thing. Yeah. But. The, uh, the, the that's a running joke through all the movies uh, is that Proctor knows where it is. Uh, it, uh, the, the Blue Oyster the Blue Oyster Club. Where is that? Two twenty one Cowan Avenue. <laughs> and I'll look at him like, how do you know where the gay bar is, dude? Um, Police Academy is a. It's a raunchy, rowdy little kind of 
four on the floor kind of movie. Right. And that's what Friday nights are supposed to be, man. Like you said earlier, it's, it's been a long week. You need to blow off some steam. And you don't, you're not going to watch fucking Remains of the Day on Friday. You know what I mean? Right. But you got to watch something. We're Americans, goddammit. <laughs> what do you point your dinner at if you don't have a TV? Uh, you know? Yeah, the window. Yeah, exactly. The wall? So, That's dumb. The OG Police Academy, but I wax philosophical. <laughs> police Academy, that's my number five. <laughs> What's your number four? My number four is the movie version of the A-Team. <laughs> okay. It's 2010. Uh, being a fan of the TV show, I wasn't sure if they were actually going to be able to pull off a decent version of this on film. But I think this one works on many levels, at least for me. Uh, the television show was so over the top for its time. The film version is exact, does exactly the same thing. Uh, there's an insane amount of action and impossible set pieces. Some are so crazy that it just feels impossible. Yet, for some reason, with the tone of the movie, it pulls it off. <sighs> yeah. I wasn't let down. I wasn't. So you have at least seen it. I have. Okay. Because I fucking love the A-Team. Right. Uh, the TV show. Lisa um, likes the movie. The only thing she doesn't like is she doesn't like the version of Murdoch, actually. Oh, well, sorry. No, no, no. What were you going to guess? Flying a fucking tank. <laughs> I still love the line. Like, what are they doing? Are they firing? No. They're trying to fly that tank. Are trying to shoot down that other drone? No. They're trying to fly that tank. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I agree with her. Um, I like my Murdoch howling mad. That's why his fucking initials are HM. Right. Howling mad Murdoch. And I actually have a Murdoch action figure out in the front room. <laughs> but because uh, that was her favorite character from well, the show. He's yeah. the fucking wild card, dude. Right. He's everybody. And he's favorite. the wild card in the movie. But I understand why it was a little different. He played it differently. Yeah. But, Which I mean, I can't. I can't fault him for that right. because Dwight Schultz already did it. Right. And I do love that they have cameos. I fucking uh, love that they have cameos. That's of, the best of of uh, face and. Helen Mad Murdoch, Dwight right? Schultz, and uh, I can't remember the guy that I, played. I couldn't. Tell I could have told you till I thought about his name. Right. His character's name was Templeton Peck. Right. Uh, I love that in the show that everywhere they went, no one knew who they were. Right. Like their faces wouldn't just be splattered all over. And it's not like four rogue terrorists. It's not like VA around. doesn't stick out quite a bit. <laughs> right. I mean. He's a big black dude with a mohawk, and he wears a lot of gold chains quite often. Yep. How is that not? I know and they're that always guy. they're always just in small towns in like Central California. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? In this big fucking van. Right. Like Knight Rider did the same thing. It was just this dude in this oh, yeah. flash ass fucking car in Barstow. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're going to Bakersfield this week. Um <laughs> uh, that's a good pick. Um I like be everybody's. No, I liked tea, I but... liked the A team, but it 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 fell in rank for me because it's mm-hmm. it's never going to top the show. Okay, because you're never going to capture that '80s vibe, right? Um, well, n- nor do I think they tried. But it also, depending on the episode you watch, doesn't completely hold up really well. The A Team, yeah, no, nah. really. There's an episode where Murdoch had blackface. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ugh. yowza! But mm-hmm. that's hard to find now. Uh, I saw a bit of it on what ha- what TV shows haven't aged well, and that yeah. was one that came up, and I was just like, oh, my God. Murdoch did blackface in, like, 1985? Ugh. Did he do a voice, too? I can't remember. God. I think he was just in disguise. I'm like, oh, so your disguise is you're going to put shoe polish on your face? What do you care, you shoe polish smelling motherfucker? That's <laughs> yeah, not a racial I- epithet. That's from Clerks. That's from Clerks. In case anybody's curious about it. I can't. Man. Okay. 
Well, from Star Wars. I do. <laughs> I do like um, Rampage Jackson as uh, B. A. Baracus. That's a good pick too. Yeah. So okay, it was a good choice. I think overall, I think they did at least a decent. They job did. They, of yeah, casting they, those they, characters. they did it service. Yeah. They, they didn't. And I think they have good chemistry. As well, but yeah, all this stuff is so over the top. But I just I I have fun with the movie, and that's that's what I want on a Friday night. I'm with you. So yeah, the A team, the A team, oh nine, 2010. 2010. very okay. close. Yeah. Okay, my number four, Jean Claude Van Damme's 1991 classic, Double Impact. Is that where he's a twi- his twin? Yes. It's been a while since I've watched that, but I have seen that. I remember enjoying that. It's a real fucking loose interpretation on. Um, Either the man in the iron mask or the prince in the, or the Corsican brothers. Okay. It's the Corsican brothers where they're twins. And it's real fucking loose interpretation of it. I watched it about a year ago. Some of the effects, dude, for what they are in the time, like the split screen, you can tell now it's a split screen. Doesn't look bad. Like anybody knowing, like if you were, dude, they had, I would a, imagine it probably looks better if you're actually able to watch it on its like, actual aspect ratio probably yeah because like with multiplicity like with doing the multiplicity, but still it's even worse when you have to you see the, the camera constantly panning because they have to pan and scan it because of how many michael keaton's they had on screen but that's cool that they still hold up um they do the, well. split, the split screen yeah just got like old episodes of batman you can see the seam literally <laughs> yeah but you know and a lot of times on a friday night you'd friday night movies would also be stay at a buddy's house Right. And yeah. sometimes the dads would get in on it. And if the dad wanted to watch a movie that was maybe above your pay grade, you could see some boobs and stuff. And there's not, I don't That know. rarely happened for me, but I could totally see how no, that could. I, grew, I grew up around some cool dads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's a proven fact that Midwestern dads love Jean Claude Van Damme. I have down here that it's, it's, it's my favorite Van Damme movie, and that's not true. Bloodsport is my favorite Van Damme movie, but this is probably my second favorite one because it's it's kind of him at his like fucking engines are firing point of his ascension. Yeah, which I'm happened. fairly certain I watched it in high school and yeah, I mean it's, right after. There's a real stupid plot, but it's <sighs> my parents went to bed. Let's watch this Van Damme movie. Yeah, dude, it's yeah. a fight movie. It's yeah. a badass fight movie. Like you don't need anything else. You know, you don't need a thinker on a Friday night and. Van Damme movies are rarely, rarely thinkers. They're rarely thinkers. And when pieces, it tries yeah. to be thinkers, it's like what Time Cop. <laughs> and I fucking love. I love Time I, Cop too, though. Uh, time one, one day we're gonna watch Time Cop with something else, and <laughs> we're gonna pick apart its horrible uh, time travel predicaments. Same matter can't occupy the same space. Anyway, there's not a lot to say about it. If you've seen Double Impact, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, remember the fucking redheaded chick? Her her um, her. Fucking special move, for lack of a better term, no, was to I don't. crush your head with her thighs. Oh, overtly sexual. She was painted as like a lesbian, but they didn't. Sounds like Xena on a top, but kinda before she was a, the woman either. that the woman that played the lady in this that did that. She was uh, either a bodybuilder, definitely a bodybuilder, and or fighter. She was very like jacked. Double Impact, Van Damme's ninety one classic. That's my number four. What's your number three? My number humph is. Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. Are you guys sniffing old newsprint or something? You think you really know what's happening around here, don't you? Well, I'll tell you something. You don't know shit, buddy. Yeah. You think we just work in a comic book store for our folks, huh? Actually, I thought it was a bakery. This is just our cover. 
We're dedicated to a higher purpose. We're fighters for truth, justice, and the American way. Right. Hey, man. Read this. I told you, I don't like horror comics. Think of it more as a survival manual. There's a number on the back. And pray that you never need to call us. I'll pray. I never need to call you. Sure. Um. So, hey, Corey Feldman making his second appearance in today's episode. <laughs> that River Phoenix? No. What movie? The Lost Boys. Okay, I thought I was gonna go Lost Boys. I've I've seen that once. Really? I hate the Lost Boys. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. I don't know why. It just missed for me, dude. Uh, it was one definitely one of those I didn't see at the right time. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I know people hate me. I for think, it, dude, and I'm okay with that. I think the Lost Boys has the right balance of of horror, humor, and action. The movie is movie is like perfectly over the top, carrying just the right tone for a Friday night movie while not taking itself too seriously. It's sort of like an R-rated Goonies. Sure. Because in some ways you have like the story of the older brother Michael trying to like resist being turned into a vampire, but you have the other two Corys hamming it up going on an adventure to kill vampires and to save his family. Are maggots keto? Are they on? They might be. Okay. It's all protein. But uh, worms, I'm not sure though. Really fucking ruined like low main for me. For a long time, mm-hmm. which one? The worms. You're eating maggots, Michael. Well, maggots was rice. Why would it ruin? I, I was going to say Spanish rice too. <laughs> Can't. I don't. So did it ruin noodles and rice for you? Oh. I don't. Didn't. I'm back on them now. I can eat lo mein and Spanish rice, but I still definitely think about that scene. And I, I'm not shitting you, dude. I've seen this movie once on a Friday night. I. It, you're dead on, dude. It's a Friday night movie. Yeah. I just don't like it. <laughs> it's just not my. It's not my vampire. You got movie. a sweaty uh, lead singer who plays saxophone at the beginning. That fucking guy. He's such a <laughs> dude. He's such a cult hero. <laughs> Super Se- is it Super Secret Fun Club or Retro Gimmick? Something like that. They've one got, of those. They've got his, one of the toys is his saxophone. Right. And the other is him. And like and that, that dude goes to cons all the time, dude. Good for him, man. Yeah, fucking good for him. Yeah. I don't hate anybody in it. I haven't I just, seen any of the horrible direct-to-video sequels because there's been like two or three. I think, oh. it's, I think it's the way Feldman is trying to uh, stay keep, relevant, keep it alive, keep the legacy alive. I don't know. Kiefer Sutherland's mullet and the duster. It's... it's like you don't watch other things that are people wearing dusters and have mullets. Hard Target is a good movie. Oh, but this one isn't. Not to me. But you were comparing it by the same elements of he, of I a know. duster. I know. And a fucking mullet. Isn't it infuriating? Sometimes it is. <laughs> Your logic is fucking dumb. It's, 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 it's this right. wispy dry mullet that he has, dude. It just looks fake. I, I don't know. I don't. It just looks trashy. The grease mullet, though, looked all right. No, it looks trashy as fuck, too. But I uh, know. All right, so yeah. High kicks. Motorcycle. That, that's my number three. My number three is Maximum Overdrive. I <laughs> just watched that. <laughs> Fucking great movie. I, I can see that as a good Friday night movie. Stephen King's it, one and done directorial debut and swan song. Yeah, the original cut okay. was like... Seven uh, hours. I think it was three hours. Good God. It was long enough when it was and 90 minutes. The MPAA squashed him dude because it was so fucking graphic like they, it's basically i did read a little bit of trivia on the fact that some of the things that he wanted to do and they're like er, they pulled back on this it's basically they castrated what he wanted to do yeah. I, w- I would love now in that you know 
put a disclaimer and fucking put that put that cut out, dude. I want to see what he wanted it to look like. Um, got, you know, well, it depends on the studio house, I guess, that would hold, be holding on to all of the uh, cut footage. I don't know. He, his was a bad. I don't. I can't remember. Um, it's based uh, on his short story, Trucks, right? Which there's a movie version of, which is fucking terrible. I've, it was funny because it popped up on Amazon Prime after I finished watching Maximum Overdrive. It says, "You want to watch Trucks?" And I'm like, "No, you don't." Oh, I already watched you, the story once. Yeah, it's, and, it, his version is better. It's gritty. It's sweaty. It's like not claustrophobic, but it's you know how like Apocalypse Now has that you can feel the humidity. And but, it had not a bad ending playing on a short story type of story where they just – they get away to the island pretty yeah. much. Uh, they didn't – they don't – it's just like a little word thing at the – Yeah, at the says, end. Like it, they were right. It was only because of the weird – what? Real, comic – Yeah. That green was comic dust. Tacked on at the end. That was yeah, kind of yeah. dumb. But you have to give it an end because Stephen King stories, you know, we all know they end. Mostly bad. Poorly. But uh, dude, that is, a, that is a fucking Friday night movie like – you look it up. There's that. That's the picture, because it's just enough story that you're like, okay, no, this is fucking good. Okay, I got my third wind. They're all trapped. Why is everything coming alive? I don't know. It's fucking weird. Oh, did you see how that guy fucking? It's got those like oh kills. It was funny seeing Yardley Smith in that too. <laughs> Curtis, are you dead? <laughs> uh, Jamie and I saw Stephen King talk a couple years back. He came and did like a speaking tour, and uh, he talked about uh, Yardley Smith. Uh, and that scene when the car flips over. Right. Um, it's like just her little voice just came out of there like, now, Steven, I'm, you know, <laughs> it's hot in here, you know. Maximum overdrive. It's just fucking, dude, ACDC did the soundtrack. Yeah. What do we call them? Akadaka. ACDC. Akadaka. ACDCs are easier. Akadaka. They were born here. We get to call them what we want. Fuck yeah, dude. It would have been even Akadaka. funny if, if they had chosen to actually, he, I think he asked them to do a cameo. And they just were like, we're not these type of, uh, we're not this type of rock band. But you can paint our logo on the side of a fucking van but in the it, opening scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who made who, baby? Ah, I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Maximum Overdrive. That's my number three. What's your number two? I'm not here for cigarettes or bubblegum, my boy. Can you tell me the name of the person who broke the record on that game over there? Where I might find him? Alex Rogan. You're looking at him. Alex Rogan. Uh-huh. Who are you? Centauri's the name. I invented Starfighter, which is why I'm here. I must congratulate you on your virtuoso performance, my boy. Centauri is impressed. I've seen him come and I've seen him go, but you're the best, my boy. Dazzling, light years ahead of the competition, which is why Centauri is here. Hey. What are you doing? Listen, Centauri wants to keep it for a surprise. Trust me. Oh, you're going to love it. Love it. <laughs> the amusing thing about this, it's all a big mistake. That particular Starfighter game was supposed to be delivered to Vegas. Not some flea-spec trailer park in the middle of tumbleweeds and tarantulas. So it must be fate, destiny, blind chance, luck even that brings us together. And as the poet said, well, if I hadn't seen Last Starfighter before that clip, I feel like I've seen it now. <laughs> I'm going to guess you haven't seen Last Starfighter. Nope. Never have. Is it like. Well, it'd be weird for you to watch 84. And I'm pretty sure, well, <clears throat> it's kind of corny and cheesy, but it hit those notes for me at that time. And who's the. Is that Max von Sydow? No, I. 
this guy who played Music Man. I can't think of his, the actor's name right now. Okay, I can't either. Hold on, that's gonna kill me. Give me one second. Um, I I don't know. It it looked weird to me for some reason. I never I never wanted to watch it. The the cover art on the box at the rental place never. Robert like, Preston. Robert Preston. You've seen him in other things, but I think that's what he was most known for is playing the um, the lead in the Music Man. This never blew my skirt up. That's okay. Uh, f- finding a life outside of the trailer park dump that you currently live in is one dream, but being selected by an intergalactic recruiting recruiting tool. Uh, put in place on Earth as a video game is something else entirely, and that's pretty much what it was. Uh, Alex is just trying to go to college so he can leave, and instead he gets recruited to fight against Zur and the Kodan Armada. It just has the perfect balance of, of humor, some cheesy visuals, and an epic space adventure where he gets recruited and he goes up to sure. help defend. And he ends up being – there's an he – he chooses to – doesn't want to do this after all. They sent him back because he didn't really want to sign on to it. And then when he – Not even supposed to be here today. Exactly. And so when he finally decides to go back up, he ends up being the last starfighter because the rest of the fleet had been destroyed. Didn't Ryan Johnson direct that? No. The Shape directed it actually. Shape. Uh, the guy who played uh, – Michael Myers. Michael Myers. I was just going for The Last Jedi. Sorry. That's, Dick. It was a dumb joke. <laughs> I went right over my head. It's okay. I think what made me avoid it when I was a kid was I think I got it sometimes confused with Flight of the Navigator, which depressed the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Really? Because he flies off with robot Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And then he comes back, and he's the same age, and his parents are all old and shit. Yeah, because like, brought him back at the wrong time. Well, they've missed him. I don't know. It just it depressed me. And I didn't. It's a totally different type of story. I can oh, see. I how know. You, I know. I can, I can I know, see how but, at the time you would kind of confuse the two yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and that's what happened, and that's yeah. why I avoided it. So that's your number two. Yeah, that's my number two. My number two is half baked. <laughs> okay, it's a good, good. little raunchy, a yeah. little funny. That's more than just a little funny. It's pretty funny. Oh no, it, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. It's it's way fucking funny. It's way fucking funny. Um. Sorry, I seem to be some sort of pattern here. <laughs> but after a long week, it's just a, it's a take a couple spark plugs out. I mean, it's a it's a way to release pressure. Good comedy is a really it's good. It's really not that complex of a story. Yeah, it's, I mean, can you tell me the story? What's the plot of that movie? There's really not not a plot. <laughs> it's just smoke weed and sell weed. Right. It's like a modern Cheech and Chong. Like I would put it. Yeah. Which is why Tommy Chong is in it. Stand down, Nate. <laughs> this is my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, on this one, you know, I could see if you wanted to substitute beer for a big fat blazer. Blunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grab yourself some pizza, twist one up. Yeah, I can. I can get see, rip shit. I can see this as easily being a Friday night movie because you just gotta let off some steam. And this, but it's a good comedy really does that. So, but a friend of the show, Travis Stevick, and I would always go like, oh, "Hold up, that's a titty." In that one spot when they're, hey, fellas, let's beat these bitches. And they start Batman fighting the, like, the women hinch people. And the lady's boob pops out while she's beating the fuck out of him. Yeah. And he goes, hold on. Yo, titty. It's a titty. <laughs> it also has one of the best quitting scenes ever anyway. It's so fucking great, fuck dude. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Hey, Jan, you. you'd be my girlfriend. Oh, no, I'm gay. Oh, <laughs> what's that like? I fucking love that movie, dude. There is a smoke shop here in Nashville, uh, over on Nolensville Road, right? That has uh, painted on the front uh, Snoop Dogg, Thurgood from Half Baked, and I believe Willie Nelson. Who I fuck? They're all three in this movie, actually. 
That makes sense. That's one of my favorite lines in this is Willie Nelson going like, man, back in my day, a dime bag cost a dime. And like, we didn't smoke weed. To smoke. We didn't smoke weed because it was a cool thing to do. We smoked weed because it was fun. You know how much condoms cost back then? No. <laughs> I don't either. We didn't use them. <laughs> And that scene with Snoop too is uh, when they're describing the uh, the different kinds of smokers. Snoop's I was known as a scavenger smoker back in the day because I didn't like to buy weed, but I'd turn up. I'd pay you for it. I just didn't ever have my own. Pass the duchy. No, like as soon as you as soon as you fire up, somebody shows yeah, up. It's like, oh man, let me let me get a hit of that. And they blaze all your shit. And like, all right, man, I'm gonna get up out of here. And That's what Snoop does, right? Yeah. Okay. And, and he's like, yeah. you know, we sell this. And he's like, oh man, it's too bad. I just stopped smoking yesterday. <laughs> I would do that too, friend of mine. I would do it only to him. Uh, I would okay. smoke some of his weed, and just he'd be like, "Do you want to buy some of this?" And I'm like, "No, I stopped smoking yesterday." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking love half baked. That's my number two. What's your number one? My number one is called Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, they've kind of retooled the name of the movie called Live Die Repeat. Edge of Tomorrow. Hmm. It's uh, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Regardless of how you find the movie, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Tom Cruise plays a soldier um, who, while fighting an alien invasion in France, gets to relive the same day over and over again uh, every time he's killed. And so the movie is kind of like a love child between Groundhog Day, Saving Private Ryan, and Aliens. And Highlander. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it just does a great job of balancing like this military style action with science fiction while peppering in enough humor to make when did it come out 2014 okay I've never um, heard of it it made a it didn't do great at the box office but it's become a relatively kind of cult classic okay um, visuals are really good um, it's it's just really it's really fun. It's got some seriousness to it because, like, storming the beaches of Normandy, it's kind of it kind of feels like when you saving say, Private Ryan. When you say alien invasion, like they're invading Earth, and and the Nazis are invading. Is no, this is future. Oh, okay, sorry. Nazis are gone. Okay. They aren't the threat. Good. Now. Yes. Woo! We Nazis did it. Nazis are dead. Now the aliens here. Mission Shit. accomplished. We did it. We got them. <laughs> I don't know, W. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it ha- it has the Groundhog Day where he keeps trying to move past farther and farther and farther. There's a reason why he's reliving the same day. Is it akin to Groundhog Day? Like he's a shit person or he's he's not learned what he needs to learn? He's or? he's kind of a shit person. He's okay. kind of like the he's the token face of the military and he doesn't want to go out and storm the beaches yet his commander makes him. Okay. And he's not a fighter. He's not in the military, but he was like in marketing and then he lost his job and then this was the best thing that he could do. So he ended up going into like dude, it the sounds army. Like, dude, it sounds like it should have happened in the eighties. Yeah. And so he ends up <laughs> How going out. But yeah, um it's got Bill Paxton in it as well. Nice. Which is a good kind of weird callback to a degree with aliens okay. as well. But yeah, it's it's kinda has that really fine balance of it's got a good em- amount of humor. Emily Blunt was in uh, A Quiet Place, right? Correct. Okay. Chris- John Krasinski's wife. Married, married to John yeah. Krasinski. Okay. That's who I thought. Okay. I, she I, plays a badass. Intrigued, yeah, yeah. You've intrigued good. me, dude. I kind of want to check it out. You might find it on um, Movies Anywhere. Okay. I think, I think okay. I have it listed there. Yeah. It'd be fun. But that's – it's just – it's it takes itself seriously but not seriously enough that there isn't still a good amount of, of humor involved okay. with it as well. But there's a good amount of suspense and adventure – and really good visuals, but it's 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 a really fun 
movie to rewatch. In I, the, I found a good amount of enjoyment in that. In the same way that your your first pick was a season one full-on episode. You'd pick The Golden Child. And your <laughs> number one there was an alien invasion movie. My number one is a season one callback and an alien invasion movie, but it's Predator. Oh, that is a good... That that's is, a good Friday night movie. I'd, that's a power trio fucking no No, frills, I'm surprised. I mean, balls Lisa was, out fucking Friday night movie. When I had, I had Lisa go through um, like all of our movies, I'm like, what would you... Because this was very much for the past 15 years, what's a good Friday night movie? And yeah. we'll kind of find those because we were Which mostly on the same newsflash, level. Newsflash, kids. That's how we came up with this episode. Yeah. It's like fucking Friday night movies. Yeah. You know? So and spoiler, uh, we got later in the season Saturday night movies and, and Sunday, Sunday, af- yeah, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. afternoon movies. Um, you know, we we talked about it in depth in our season one episode, which is it really is that available anymore? I don't want people to listen to it because they were really bad. What our first season, yeah, especially the. Did you put them behind a paywall as a joke? No, I did not. Okay, they're still there. If I'd be you want I'd, to dig around and find them. But... I'd be bummed if people paid for that shit. No, no, it's just a straight. You know, you got to get these guys into the jungle, and then they got to survive. That's it. And then, because the, the first 10 minutes set up the story, and it's boom, pow, quick. Yeah. And then it's fucking survive. And then it's it's a fucking, it's almost like a Vietnam movie. Yeah. It's an action movie. It's an Arnold movie. It's an Arnie movie. It's a sci-fi movie. Yeah. It's a fucking boom explosions movie. What would you call it? Not punchy, kicky, but uh, Chuck Norris. This is less punchy, kicky, but uh, less more. Less punchy, kicky, more bang, shooty, bangy. Shooty, shooty explosions. <laughs> um, That's a season three callback. Yeah. Shooty bangy, less kicky punchy. Predator, it's just, it does not stop. No, it doesn't. McTiernan, in my opinion, has directed like a couple of like the top tier action movies ever made, and that's Die Hard and Predator. Sure. Within a couple of, within like a year of each other, I think. Predator too. filmed in 86. Yeah. Released in 87 and 88 was uh, Die Hard. Yep. So yeah, they were back And to back. if you go, if you dig around a little bit, you can find a behind the scenes footage of Jean-Claude Van Damme. As the Predator? As the in the Predator wearing these big ass eighties glasses and he was too small. Um not menacing enough, and not, I heard he was not great to work with. Bit of a diva. Yeah. Um and the costume looked stupid. He looked more like an ant. Because I'm glad the, they recast that. And recast it with Kevin Peter Hall and then redesigned it with H.R. Giger because of the fucking and they've I think we said it in the main episode. Right. But they've tried so many times to go back to that well and they can't the Predator that came out, what was that, 2016, 2017? Yeah, Shane Black. That was the best. And it's still not great. It's not. No. It's fan service. Yeah. But it's the best thing they've done since Predator. The best thing Shane Black did regarding Predator was punching up whatever he did on the Predator script when he they put him as a cast member of Predator. Yeah. <laughs> He was the one that made the jokes, right? Uh, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had the big Coke bottle glasses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His, I'm not going to repeat any of his jokes here. What? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Predator. That's my number one. It's, <laughs> are you still laughing? I'm, I'm still I'll thinking, say, I'm dude, still... boy, you got a big pussy. Boy, you, you got, got a big, big pussy. <laughs> Get it because the echo? Yeah. There. I satisfied you, <laughs> Move past it. <laughs> so make you a... Sexual this will make this shit will make you a goddamn yeah, sexual, sexual tyrannosaur. tyrannosaur. My grandpa chewed red man, chewing tobacco. He chewed red man. He chewed beech nut, and in a pinch he would chew male pouch. And I don't know what the difference is because that shit all tasted like paper that had been soaked in gasoline to me. Mm, delicious. 
Maybe for some people. Yeah. Candied. Beach, beach nut was candied. I remember that. It was candied? Mm-hmm. Like sweetened? I, I don't know. I don't know what that means in tobacco world. Beach nut's a tobacco you chew, and it's been that way father and son for a long time. Beach nut's smoother, moister, more delicious. Try it. Yeah, beach nut's the tobacco you chew. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know any more raccoon people. What was what was kind of funny, and what I made do once these releases, when I was working on this specific list with Lisa, she was pulling out all these other movies, and I said, if you went through the list that I have, and we pulled out, I don't know, at least a dozen more, and she came up with Lisa's long flight and layover movie list, and she says, if I have to pick movies from the list that you've given me, okay, she went with. That I didn't put on here. She went with Terminator 2. Totally a good Friday night movie. Sure. She went with the first uh, reboot of Star Trek in 09. She went with The Lost Boys. She went with Romancing the Stone. For Friday night movies? For Friday night movies. Ooh, okay. And then she also picked Sneakers. I don't know if you've ever seen Sneakers, Robert part Redford. Of, part of it a long time ago. I think you'd enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Internet um, is a thing now. Yeah, and then um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Those were though. Those were her six that she would. Okay. She marked as her long flight and layover movie list. <laughs> that that I would agree with more. Th- those are a little too not heavy by any means, but a little more like destination. To, yeah. So to me, a Saturday night movie. Don't have to spoil it, but a Saturday night movie is like a destination movie. Right. It's like you're thinking Friday night movies are like a. I'm not an afterthought, but like fuck us, run in and grab something real quick. Oh yeah, fucking well, uh, big trouble, little China. Do you sweet. want the other li- the other few that I put down here? Jurassic Park, Saturday night movie to me. Okay, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Saturday night movie to me. Really? Okay, yep. Batman '89, questionable. Ghostbusters, Saturday. Why we're gonna have a difference on Saturday when we finally get there? We are. Die Hard. Well, I mean, questionable. I, yeah, that was. Uh, I, we put Silverado, Space Cowboys, Black, uh, Backdraft, The Born Identity, Godzilla, and The Fugitive. I gotta say I don't agree with a lot of those. They're uh, biggie, <laughs> but that's okay. I agree with your list. That's why, our, that's why we don't watch movies together on Friday night. <laughs> also, we don't live together. That's neither here nor there. Neither <laughs> there nor here. There is our pick six and some extras Friday night movies list. Kids, I'll just know if you agree, disagree, what you would pick. Hit us up on socials, yep. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we do? We don't do Twitter, do we? There's Twitter there, but I th- didn't. Don't we mostly get served with like porn? Not lately. Damn. I just rarely monitor it or post things. Hit us up with because. your uh, chaser questions, lisa.sixpack at gmail.com. We're going to try something new this year. We've always been kind of scattered with what's coming up on uh, the next week here on Pick Six. Just want to tighten it up a little bit. Um, It'll so be next week. We. It was Nathan yeah, it was and a I, long definition of yeah. We movies don't, to recommend to your niece and nephew or your parents. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend. I don't care. My well, parents can watch but, whatever. But yeah, yeah we neither Nathan well, and I have kids. Yes. Um. So we and your nieces. Are, well, they're now adult age. Yeah, but they were. At I one mean, point. I have a couple out in Arizona that are high school, college, and. But your nephews at one point 10. were children, correct? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Um, I can't remember. My niece and nephew were at one point children, uh, and so that's where I pulled some of these from. But next week is movies that you got to fill time with a couple of kids. and uh, It'll be kid-safe or kid-friendly. It'll kid, be one of those two will be listed as what it is. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't decided yet. <laughs> um, so if you haven't, go like us, rate us, follow us, wherever you listen to podcasts. Recommend us. Recommend us to friends, enemies, people that you know, people you don't know, people you see at the bank yeah. online. 
whoever. Hey, guy. Uh, and the next time you're renting a movie for Friday night, always remember to stay off the moors. Pick Six is a Clopec Media production. Like and follow them at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or buy a t-shirt and sticker at sixpackdoublefeaturepodcast.com. And wherever you pick six, pick six responsibly. Friday Night Movies. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I have usually and cheaper. <laughs> Friday Night Movies. Usually... Fuck. Friday Night Movies. Usually a cheaper rental and an R-rated horror romp or raunchy fuck. These are all going to be at the end. (laughs) Sure. Friday night movies. Usually a rental and a cheaper rental. Typically an R-rated horror movie or a sexy, raunchy sex comedy. Fuck me. (laughs) All right. Here we go. I'm going to get it. All right. I'm going to stop. No, you're okay. (laughs) 